right, Andrew here with Ootbox Media, and we are on another episode of Inside the Box, um, where we talk to local businesses, really anybody that just wants to stop by the studio, honestly, but uh, try to focus on local businesses here in town in Springfield, Illinois. Today, we have Janet Cook with Vivacious Wellness Personal Coach, and how are you doing today, Janet? I'm outstanding. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Uh, so real quick, cause I know I'll forget and I'll probably forget at the end and Ryan over here will probably have to remind me, but I'm trying to do something at the beginning of every one of these. I asked the question, what is the hardest part of being a business owner? So I don't want you to answer it now. Oh, okay. We're going to save that for the end, but just keep that <laughs> in the back of your mind and, uh, we'll get, we'll get back to it at the end of the podcast. As long as, uh, I don't forget, which I have almost done a couple times. Okay. Um, so, Janet, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us who you are? A little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Janet Cook. I grew up in Clinton, Illinois. I ran away and joined the circus in New York City for 25 years. Did you? No, you didn't. Uh, no. <laughs> I was like, that's going to be some good stories. Let's just focus on that. Well, I remember telling my father, who's now deceased, I said, oh, I'm going to move to New York City. He goes, only the weirdos, wackos, and crazy people live there. I go, I'll fit in. So so you did go to New York, though. I did. Oh, right. that's cool. How long were you there for? Uh, from, well, I was actually took a little jaunt to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, for about three years in, in the mid-90s. And then I think it was 96 that I went to New York City. And I did a number of things. I had a dream of being a children's clothing designer, which fell flat on my face, <laughs> but it was a good experience in learning how to network and find jobs in yeah. New York City after grad school. And so I did that for a bit. And then in 1997 or maybe, yeah, 98, <clears throat> I hated my job and I was really getting into personal development and read Deepak Chopra and he wrote the seven laws of spiritual success. And there's a chapter on the law of Dharma and he said, okay, now put the book down, think about what you would do, and you pick it back up. And he said, if you're doing exactly what you said you would be doing, you found your Dharma. If you said Dharma, Dharma, like D-H, huh. like Greg and Dharma, I think yeah. there was a show on that. Uh, but Dharma means purpose in life. And he said, if you're thinking you would be doing something else, then you haven't found your Dharma. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So I uh, quit my job. I had one day my boss who was going through menopause in, in New York in New York City at a company called Canal Gene Company which was on uh, Broadway down in Soho which means south of Houston uh, she was having a bad day and took it out on me and I just said that's it and I had been interviewing for some jobs and I ran out the door and uh, jumped in a cab and was a little bit in like, what did I just do? And the cab driver said, I looked so happy. And he Isn't just, that weird when you leave a job? It's especially in a, like surprise, like not planning like that. That's uh, <laughs> no, it was not planned. Uh, first you're like, was that a good decision? I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I know. I like had a, I, I got home and uh, called a woman that I was coaching with. And I said, I know this is like your meditation time, but I just have to call and talk to somebody. I just quit my job. And she's like, <laughs> So I took six months. I had the opportunity to take six months off. I got unemployment and had some other and uh, whatever side jobs <laughs> <clears throat> and friends who paid me or, you know, gave me a little cash for doing stuff for them. And anyway, uh, I decided to open a nanny babysitting service. And so I had been a weekend nanny and 
a grad school nanny, a live-in nanny in Philadelphia. And I said, I'm really good at uh, looking at where people are and evaluating their needs. And I said, why not to do it with parents and caregivers? So I started my business in 90, it was January 98, called My Child's Best Friend. In New York? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I was like a nanny broker. Okay. And one of my first clients was huh. Anna Wintour. I have no idea who that is. She's uh, <laughs> very big in the fashion industry oh, okay. and Vogue magazine and very nice. She was actually, the they modeled the movie The Devil Wears Prada. Ah, uh-huh. nice. Yeah. <laughs> but she was great to, oh, that's cool. to me. I had a lot of clients who were in the banking industry and lawyers and business people and uh those are probably the best ones I have. They sounds like they have. They typically have all the money. So uh, they <laughs> did. They did. And so that was my first stint of being an entrepreneur. And then nine eleven happened. So were you in New York yes. when it happened? No yes. way, really. Wow. Yeah, I lived on Twelfth between Fifth uh, and Sixth, and whether you were on Fifth or Sixth Avenue, you could see the Twin Towers. And I loved spending time down around the the Twin Towers, and I used to ride my bike down there. And luckily that day, I didn't ride my bike down there that summer. But you were there? Mm-hmm. Um, how was that? That, that must have been nuts. I follow this YouTuber, and he uh, he always films. You know, I mean, even back then he did. Mm-hmm. with, uh, And he had all kinds of footage of him during that day. And I was like, man, that must have been so crazy. Well, it's crazy. I ran my operation from my apartment, which was not what I was supposed to do. But I had a whatever, a cover office. I guess the place I said was my office, which I would meet with caregivers there every once in a while. And so I uh, got in a throwing away frenzy, like decluttering my office Mm -hmm. slash studio apartment. And I was up until, I don't know, four o'clock in the morning and did not get up and ride my bike that day. And all my friends were nannies. And so we'd all talk in the morning and they were blowing my phone up. And I was like, oh my God, who's calling me? And I said, what? They're like, where are you? I go, I'm home. (laughs) You haven't been out? No, turn on the TV. So oh, wow. I would have been down there. So would have been down there when the I've only hit. been to New York City once. Um, how close was where you lived then to where that was at? Well, I, I my apartment was faced in the back of Forbes magazine, which was like two blocks from Union Square. Okay. So I, I, I don't know how many, but I mean, you could see the Twin Towers. But like, did, but it was did you a get while. did you get like smoke and debris down by you? Mm-hmm. Okay. In the hospital that was open down there, <clears throat> it was crazy, Andrew. I mean, like my friends. I can't imagine. I can't even imagine. No, because it it's like an apocalypse, basically. Right. It was like <laughs> what just happened, and so they were expecting all these casualties, and there wasn't any. By you, you mean? Uh, yeah. yeah. At the hospital, there, my friends who worked in the healthcare industry, they were. Uh, Carla and um, Chris, they were couldn't get home because they closed down all the bridges and the tunnels. So they stayed with me, and yeah, there were no no bodies, no Jeez. bodies to be treated. So that's interesting. And people were just walking around like, what just happened? And yeah, but that was such a because nobody had any idea, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Until they finally started trying to release information. Right. I've watched a lot of those uh, conspiracy things about it. It's. <laughs> It, it, that was wild. I mean, uh, to watch that on TV and just know it was happening right just down the, door, yeah. yeah, down in lower Manhattan. And not only that, I mean, I had to run my air conditioner well into the winter because you couldn't keep the air quality was so bad. Oh, so to filter. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
So, um, what what kind of was the next step there? What what what, oh. did, we, what did we lead to next? Oh, okay. So <laughs> my nanny business. Well, then I had a health this crazy. Okay, so you're gonna get up close and personal. A lot of people know this story. So I uh, had no boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I in fact it was an A minus, and uh, I woke up one day and this is when I still had my nanny business and I said I'm gonna get a boob job. This was like 2003, you know, maybe two three. I said I'm gonna get a boob job. I don't know how I'm gonna pay it, but I'm going to get a boob job. And I'm a student of the law of attraction. And I just said, I know I can do this. And so put it up on my vision board, started going and meeting plastic surgeons in town and finding out the difference between a $5,000 boob job and a $10,000 boob job. A lot. <laughs> the quality. <clears throat> and so long story short, uh, 2004, I I got my breast augmentation on in July, and I almost bled out and died because I threw a blood clot, and we didn't know that I had what's called a hemangioma on my liver. You ever see people look like they have uh, uh, like a wine stain on their face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an external hemangioma. Mine was on my liver, and it had grown with me like one of my internal organs to 11 pounds. Jesus. I know. A big old. <laughs> <laughs> it was big old. Big old. <laughs> so they evacuated one blood clot and then days later. How did that? So why they were doing the augmentation, they found this? No, this happened. What happened was we, they did the boob job and then I threw a blood clot. They evacuated it. And then three days later, I th- threw another blood clot. And so Led they thought I had, they thought I had a bleeding disorder called, um, whatever yeah if there's some type of bleeding disorder right. and so they treated me for that and it took them two weeks to discover oh she's got a mass on her liver Jeez. so we say that my summer was a bust and my vanity saved my life <laughs> so so but then how so from there this led you into oh yeah so i had uh, that health crisis and then six months later i had a hole in my diaphragm and they cut out two feet of my small intestine that had died and so I was dealing with a lot of binge eating, binge drinking, because I was suffering from post-operative depression. My business was going in the crapper, and I never felt so powerless in my life. So I checked out. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. I mean, when you go through a lot of stuff like, and I can't even imagine that stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I've been pretty fortunate to not have to deal with uh, mm-hmm. any crazy health issues. Um but, uh, yeah, I can't imagine stuff that kind of brings you down like that. Like mm-hmm. I remember I had a broken ankle one time, which, Ooh. and it just, I was just hated it. I was mm-hmm. so like, I couldn't do anything. I was, I was just laid up. I lived on the top floor of an apartment building. <laughs> I had no yeah. elevator. I had to go up the stairs like two or three times, you know what I mean? With yeah. crutches and it was just terrible. So, but, uh, so from there, you well, had, I you had an <clears> epiphany, I, you're ready to t- <laughs> turn, turn it around. Well, uh, Yes, I did. It it took some time, and I, oh, I, I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, how did I make that through that that time? And I had lots of angels in my life, and great people who came and helped me. I didn't realize that they're um, they were my angels, and so I got through that, and I closed my business with. Uh, I, I just wasn't passionate about it and, and that right. I knew it was over. I mm-hmm. knew that chapter was over and there was just no way to turn it around. And so, because the internet came in and started giving away caregivers that I was spending hundreds of not, if, if not thousands of dollars to acquire 
through my networking or through my recruiting Yeah, so you mean like people could basically find their caregivers online and yeah. kind of eliminated the need for a uh-huh. middle woman kind of basically, right? Was, was yeah, I was like a screening. I was like a screening service. And yeah. so I really would investigate these people. I'd ask them questions. I could trip them up. I always knew when they were lying to right. me. So, huh. so yeah, that was really, that was a tough pill to swallow. Made it through that and then... Uh, I went and sold chocolate for a company out of Brooklyn, a startup chocolate company. And I was selling chocolate to hotels and companies like with these little boxes. And it, it was rough. Really? And I don't like chocolate. I mean, chocolate. I didn't like chocolate. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was a chocolatier who worked for uh, uh, one of the five-star restaurants, uh, Le Cirque. It's funny because there's all these weird little things that obviously have to have some sort of sales person and you don't think about them it's like oh i'm a chocolate salesperson <laughs> yeah so that i i did that for a while and i was studying acting and uh, my coach was ann retray her son is devin retray and he was in home alone he's buzz oh okay yeah. that's hilarious so i had some acting and i started getting some acting gigs i i was on lipstick jungle and castle and yeah, you could see me for like two seconds, and so that was my uh, claim to stint of fame. There, I, yeah, I'm I'm a closet actress. That's funny. So that was my, that was just wasn't uh, going in the direction I wanted. Yeah, my, just trying things, figuring out what's yeah. right. So I was like, oh man, this is probably not where I need to go. But long story short, I just always felt, always had an interest in health and wellness, and having that health crisis made me feel like okay, there's a calling here. So I <clears throat> started studying at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. There in New York? Yes. And it's the world's largest nutrition school. And it wasn't until I went there to realize that it's not our lives. We fuel ourselves with our lives. And so a lot of times when we just focus on diet and exercise and our lives are messy, that's why people can't stick to a diet. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was one of those people with a, I have an eating disorder background, uh, binge and purge, wanted to keep my teeth, uh, you know, did the skipping food or yeah. dieting. So I had that history. And so I really wanted to heal myself. I definitely, I'm blessed cause I have a good metabolism, but <laughs> I definitely have, I mean, I, I know I eat, will eat too much. I always eat till I'm like stuffed. Right. And it's like, you don't need to eat this much. Just stop a little bit sooner. You'll feel way better. Mm-hmm. And, um, we actually were trying, don't you carry the, the good gut stuff at your place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, they brought us some this week and we tried them and, uh, somebody, one of the comments we received was that it doesn't fill you up. And I was like, actually, I kind of <laughs> like that. I'm not like a hundred percent like stuffed because at lunchtime, especially when you're working mm-hmm. and trying to keep going throughout the day, you're not like crashing from right. being stuffed. Um, so th- those weren't too bad though. Yeah. Um, and I like that. Um, that's a tool in our toolbox. So, uh, what else? Oh, so integrative nutrition is on the principles that we feed our lives with the work or careers, career option, our relationships, our physical activity and our spirituality. And when one or more of those are out of balance, which are our primary foods, then we go and start focusing more on secondary food so and that's the this is what they were tra- kind of you were learning at the mm-hmm. um what was the name of it again um institute for integrative nutrition integrative nutrition right huh. iin okay so you might see me every once in a while i say i'm iin 2009 yeah mm-hmm. um so you went there and 
Yes. How long did you? So how long did you stick around? That well, that was from uh, 2008 to nine. I also went to the American Academy of Personal Training. So I'm not just in New one, York, also. Yes, and I'm not just one of those trainers or people who said, "Oh, I'm going to be a trainer and take a test." <laughs> <laughs> so I have a sports background, a dance background, and also had been personal training. So I I know my body and know a little bit about physiology. So it was a 260-hour course mm-hmm. that was in the classroom and on in a gym setting. And so I learned how to work with machines, body weight, bands, kettlebells, tubes, everything. Yeah. And learning the pros and cons and how to um, analyze how people move and to be able to prescribe exercises that are appropriate. Okay. So that was that was fun. And so, yeah, so I worked. So you got those certifications. How mm-hmm. long did you, so did you actually do that stuff in New York then? I, or? I did. I worked at Equinox for about a year. And then I said, so like oh, gym yes, they're a very high, high-end gym. Hoity-toity. Hoity-toity. <laughs> right. You pay about $150, $200 for a membership. Yeah. The floors are so clean, you could eat off them. Yeah. I know my, my brother is a member of this. Well, his company pays for it, Microsoft. But uh, it was crazy out in Seattle. I went with them to the gym, and I was like, "Jesus!" Right, it's <laughs> like an experience. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. You don't want to know what it costs to be a regular member here if you're not like a business, but you know, right. making the deals to, for their employees. Well, actually, um, Equinox, the original owners, uh, went to Integrative, and so they got the philosophy for Equinox that we go through the different seasons, mm. also through Integrative. And it was, I think it was two brothers and a sister. I don't know. But they sold their business to real estate developers. And then it became all about the numbers. Mm-hmm. And so I got had some great mentoring and training there. And I said, eh, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to do this myself. So I broke out. Time and, to move on. And so I wanted to build a sacred and safe space for women that was semi-private and not a gym where they could come in and be loved on. Well, God didn't want me to do it there. Blew my life up. I married somebody I shouldn't have married. <laughs> it's got to be hard, though, there. You know what I mean? I, yeah. It's just everything's so friggin' expensive. Well, I, I mean, mm. I shouldn't say everything, but I mean, to get, like, mm-hmm. a place to do that is expensive. Like, food, and, you know, like, up in right. Chicago, I feel like I could eat pretty good for around mm-hmm. the same prices here in Springfield, honestly. Yeah. Unless you're, like, really fancy, obviously. <laughs> and New York was a little bit similar mm-hmm. on that stuff, but... Man, just like space, mm-hmm. apartments, like mm-hmm. anything that has to do with like real estate or space mm-hmm. is so expensive in cities like that. I will say that my mortgage for one of, or rent for one of my apartments was 1900 Yeah. Right. It yeah, was probably like, about the size of this room. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy what they charge. Yeah. Um, so... So anyway, I blew my life up and ran out of uh, lives. I would say it like I'm a cat. I have nine lives. So <laughs> I came back and asked my parents if I could come back and mooch off of them with the intention of going back to New York within a year. Right. And that's when I came back and I found my mom sick uh, with, we didn't know what type, but it was cancer. Yeah. And my father disclosed uh, six weeks later that he had stage four congestive heart failure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So All around the same time. So this was supposed to be about me, but it wasn't. <laughs> They're like, well, now that you're back, we're going to drop a couple things on yeah. you here. So, so right. what year, what that year would that have been you came back then? 2012, okay. August of 2012. And I have some siblings in the area. And so between all of us, we 
took care of mom and dad and mm-hmm. <clears throat> that, know how that goes. yeah that sucked i know you do my, so when my dad got cancer i was working at ace uh sign company mm-hmm. and uh eventually obviously he couldn't take care of himself and i just went to him and i was just like hey i gotta uh i gotta take some time off i was like if you guys need to yeah. replace me i understand right i was like i just gotta go take care of him and uh how long was it? I don't know. It was like three months or something. Yeah. Or I just left work and was with him. We would split it. I'd be there like all night long. And then my either somebody else, either my sister or mom or something would be there during the day right. to help. It's, you know, a lot of people don't realize it's called caregiver syndrome or caretaker syndrome and caring for a loved one is, is really traumatic. It was a crazy experience. Yeah. You know, what was interesting is to see the circle of life because you know you start as a baby and you can't do anything and you can't take Mm -hmm. care of yourself and you're chewing on things and all this (laughs) stuff and then obviously you you know learn and grow up and you're an adult but then as he was getting closer to the end it was literally like he was a baby he was Mm -hmm. you know shriveled up a little bit and he couldn't talk at all and he was chewing on like i literally went to walmart and got him a a baby toy because he was chewing on like remotes and stuff. Oh boy. And it was, it was crazy to see. It was, uh, yeah, it was definitely a weird thing to go through. Yeah. Well, I gained, hmm, I think I gained 30 pounds, uh, during that time during, yeah. Uh, 2014 to 15. Yeah. I put on 30 pounds like that. It wasn't taking care of myself. I, I was pretty angry. A lot of people and myself and my parents. And so when they passed, uh, my mom passed away in uh, or, um, St. Patrick's day of 2015. And then my father or our father passed away July 31st of 2015. And they had been married 63 years and had been together since they were 19 or wow. no in high school, 17. And so a lot of, you don't um, see that much these days, No, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that, the beauty of being with them, Andrew, was I got to see that unconditional love and mm-hmm. and my dad just, you know, being watching him be helpless helpless and not being able to help my mom. That was that was humbling. Mm-hmm. So so here it is, uh fall of twenty fifteen and I'm like, Oh, okay, well, I'm on my own now. What the heck am I gonna do? And so I, I had a, a woman that I was friends with or I become friends with here in town and she's a clinical social worker. And she said, you need to go and do what you said you were going to do in New York. I'm like, I'm too old. I'm too, Oh wait, no (laughs) cancel, cancel. Okay. So I had already had my corporation or my, um, because I used to be NYC healthy chick. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't fly very well. (laughs) (laughs) But like, we're in Springfield. Right. So that's when I, when I shortly after coming to Springfield and realizing I was going to be here, I was like, well, what do I call my business? Well, what do I think? How do people describe me? Lively, spirited. Oh, vivacious. Mm -hmm. So that's where I came up with the vivacious, uh, wellness, personal coaching. Mm Mm-hmm. And so joined a couple BNI groups and was doing it part time. And, but then, uh, in 2015, that's like, okay, it's now time. And I had set a really big goal that by the time I was 50, I'd be in the best shape of my life and I'd be on stage with stripper heels, spray tan and a bejeweled bikini. <laughs> it a, uh, competition. Yeah. For fitness competition. No, I'm not a bodybuilder. 
I'm a fitness competitor. So what, so when did you actually start Vivacious? What? I, well, I uh, got recertified and I was, <clears throat> I had a very nice person that I was friends with and, uh, and colleagues and he'd opened a space and I went and opened up my little shingle under his shingle. And, uh, that was, uh, May of 2016. Okay. So that's when I like officially started the whole kit and caboodle. I couldn't give personal training away yeah, <laughs> or my coaching. And I was really blessed. This is crazy. So I'm working out at David's bridal. Loved that job. And I was also working for a doctor, a couple that are doctors and they were trans, um, their family was going down to North Carolina, so they were in transition. So I uh, did that, and then I'm like, okay, it's now time. Got to do it. Money's running out. Oh, my God. Like, I got to make this work. So I'm thinking about, oh, my gosh, I can't even give away personal. I can't give away personal training. No one wants to train with me. And so I got on Facebook. I love Facebook. <laughs> and I didn't have TV at that time because I can be I have an addictive personality yeah so no TV but I got on Facebook and I found this coach who says I show personal trainers and studio owners how to make a six-figure income using my system holy grail so like Facebook system you mean like right mm-hmm isn't it you know I was thinking about this the other day and I actually I wanted to make like a video about it um but um it's interesting how Facebook and these social media platforms coming along mm-hmm. have made it a lot. I don't know whether the word is easier or cheaper, but it's just you can start a business and be fairly successful without having to. Because, you know, back in the day to get out there, you either had to go grind door to door or spend a bunch of money on commercials on the <laughs> oh, radio yeah. and TV and it's expensive. Right. But now on social media, if you just have some good friends, a good little network and everybody mm-hmm. shares, it's crazy. Like, and that's why I always encourage people. I'm like, what, you know, what do you want to do? I know people that are in their jobs that are unhappy, whatever. Right. And I'm like, and they, and they talk to me about starting my business. I'm like, well, what do you want to do? What do you like? What would, if you could do something mm-hmm. the rest of your life, you know, what would that be? Even if it seems stupid, like it couldn't be a job. What is it? Because so many things you could turn into a job if you right. just think about it a little bit differently. And um, and then I just, you know, whenever, I, if half the time they don't have an answer. But right. if they do have something, I'm like, well, do it. Start a page and just do it on the side and get start getting people sharing it and being known as that person, you know. Right. Well, it's funny. Pardon me. I'm drinking kombucha because I'm working on my gut health. Kombucha. I like this stuff. So you, you know who Gary V is. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I went to a women's event and he was the keynote speaker. And, that's cool. And that's, I still didn't, I, well, I'm really starting, let me see. As of the last five years, I really got, I'm Facebook savvy, but before that, I was like one of those people, what am I doing? Yeah. Oh, I've got, what? It didn't compute. <clears throat> so I go to this event and I get on the mic and I'm like, hey, Gary, Janet Cook, uh, New, York, New York City Healthy Chick, how do I like build a following? <laughs> so you asked him that question? I did. Thing? Oh, that's cool. I go, I am so like. Is it on video anywhere? Have you ever no, looked? No, God. That was before, before he started filming yeah. it all? Yeah, before he got like. That'd be cool. Yeah, I wish I would. But the best piece of advice, he goes, Janet, it's like hosting a party at your house. <laughs> I'm like, huh? He goes, he said, you you play the best music 
you throw the best party and people want to follow you. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't quite understand yeah. that. I he, mean, he's know. awesome. Actually, um, around the time when I first got Upox started, um, I originally kind of, it was actually right after my dad died. I mm-hmm. left ACE. Um, and I was really into video I'd made, uh, at ACE actually, I started making, I'd made some like, uh, wakeboarding videos with oh, friends. Right. And then at ACE, I did a video of, uh, we, we made the Super Bowl letters and I mm-hmm. documented the whole thing. Um, we had this big party and they played my video for, you know, they had a huge party in there. They've been around forever. So they had all these people here from around mm-hmm. Springfield and so many people came up to me. They're like, Oh, you missed your calling, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, i like, man, this is awesome. And then that was, you know, social media was just getting big. Right. I had just been turned on to Gary V and I'm just like, video is going to be so important mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to take advantage of this. Right. And that, and that was when I, you know, I made the jump. Um, I went in and, uh, just started it and, you know, yeah. I learned a lot from Gary V. I, I had already known kind of about social media just mm-hmm. cause I kind of grew up a little bit right around that age with it. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of what, uh, honestly, he helped me get started too. You know, I read his book, crush it. I, I just was voracious as an entrepreneur and I don't know, I've always known <clears throat> one of my coaches, his name is Jeffrey Combs and he has golden mastermind seminars and he said you're like like me we're psychologically unemployable (laughs) (laughs) well i was and i'm kind of the same way honestly like i just i hate if i go to somebody with a good idea Mm -hmm. either if they take that idea and don't give you any credit and or if they don't listen to it or you know what i mean Mm -hmm. all these things it's just like god damn and Mm -hmm. you know so it's uh and I'm, I'm a hard worker, but I have right. to be motivated. And if right. I'm somewhere where I'm not being motivated or there's mm-hmm. no goal, like if I don't mm-hmm. have like, Oh, if you hit these points, then you're, you're going to exceed, you're going to get this mm-hmm. raise. I didn't have any of that. There was no commission. Right. So that was it too. I'm like, well, I could go work all night long and see the, the benefits uh-huh. of that, you know, and I never problem with that point in my life. Right. You know? like, yeah. So yeah, I, I just followed him and several other people and, and I just knew, uh, in, at integrative, it gave me a vision. So I just didn't know when, so long story short, we're here today, 2020. Isn't that crazy? I'm, we're going, <laughs> we're going into our fifth year and I'm like, how in the heck did I do this? Well, I might not have said heck, there might've been some other <laughs> things. Like, so I, everything I've done up to this point, I've had influence from people from like Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. T. Harvecker, uh, Jeffrey Combs, uh, one of my mentors, Drew Berman, and many, many other people. And the bottom line was, it was a calling. And I, I knew I had something. And so this coach who I worked with helped me get the tracks to run on. And the program that we have today is, I don't know, like with the, uh, Every time they would up do an upgrade on like Windows or Apple, right? A new generation. So I think we're on uh, VWPC, like, I don't know, 6.0. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because you keep changing things, perfecting right. things, adding things. Right. New stuff comes along, new right. information, yeah. And, and so, you know, having been in the gym environment and knowing my own story and doing coaching, that's where I said, oh, this is where I'm going to create 
a pro a personal development program. So when our clients come in and they think they're signing up for an exercise and nutrition program, after they sign the paperwork, I go, Oh yeah. Did I mention you signed up for a personal development program? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, what? And so <clears throat> it, again, our program has transitioned as I've grown and come to understand what our clients truly need. And so there are some great gyms and programs here in town, but they don't address what feeds our clients. Yeah. And I don't know. No there's a lot that goes into oh, yeah. personal wellness. Right. I mean, like you said, from, from all that training and everything, mm-hmm. it was a lot more than that. So you do, I mean, you do do the fitness side of it, but let's, let's expand on a little bit, the, a little bit more on the sure. other stuff. Sure. So, so fitness is just really a part of what we do. And so what we have found that women need a tribe and because you folk you focus on women we, yes. I, we haven't really specified that but yeah. yeah i you know guys i i i love training male clients but they're not my niche right and so working with women and building a safe place where they can come with no makeup on or having a bad day and if they need they to don't cry feel they have to show off for right. anybody or anything they like can that pull yeah. that mask off and just be them and we get to love on them so we take we have a four-step protocol called the Charm Lifestyle Protocol. And so step one, we focus on mind-body alignment. So being a NASM behavioral change specialist. And what does that stand for exactly? NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine. Okay. Now, boys and girls, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to probably piss a lot of people off. There are a lot of people out there that call themselves personal trainers, but they don't have training they've never gone to school it's just what they've learned in the gym yeah Mm -hmm. so the national academy of sports medicine is exactly that it's based on science yeah and so so those are some of the i mean every every kind of profession has their uh, certifications and their but these are some of the higher certifications Mm -hmm. the ones that people should have Mm -hmm. okay so there's a lot more into a bicep curl than you think right (laughs) right and, and knowing about people's max. And so, so just for that sake, educate yourself. You want to find out if you are working with a personal trainer, find out if their certifications are current and what, they, what do they, so what do you have to renew those every, every two years? Okay. Uh huh. And so I have to do continuing ed. Yeah. And so my behavioral change specialization or specialist was a continuing ed. So it's based on this five stages of change. And so a lot of times why people don't or individuals don't make a goal is because their stage of change. They want it, but they're not ready. And so part of what we do now, which I didn't do five years ago, is really to help identify for that person what stage of change they are and then deliver the intervention that meets that stage of change. And so a lot of times people are making or clients have made these like, okay, I'm going to lose all this weight and blah, blah, blah. But what they don't realize is they have to change their mindset. Mm-hmm. They have to be willing to put the hard work in even when they don't feel like it. And being a fitness competitor gave me a whole nother realm of experience of when I'm in alignment and when I'm not right. with what I say I want. 
So what? This is just because obviously, I mean, I don't, I, I don't do. A, I'm not like huge into fitness mm-hmm. by any means. I, I should be. I wish I had more time. I got to get. I got to start. That's one of my goals of 2020 and just the decade in general. I got to start dedicating more time to just in general fitness stuff. But mm-hmm. luckily, I get a little bit of workout just hauling all the stuff around and whatnot. Right. But, <laughs> uh, what? went into getting ready what year did you do the competition again oh 20s i did two in may and november of 2017 and also had a phenomenal photo shoot with paul bustetta who shot for oxygen strong magazine playboy so how strict of a regimen did you have to did i say that right yes regimen regimen it's a weird word uh how strict of a regimen did you have to be on and what did that entail to get ready for something like that So prior, good question. So prior to my show, I had been training for two years and fueling my body. And so 16 weeks out from my competition, my coaches would say, okay, uh, you need to work out X times a week. This is for your cardio. This is for your weight training. This is for your functional training and you must get sleep. Sleep is key. So a lot of people think that they can cut sleep. If you want to build muscle, and not look like, uh, I guess I want to say flabby. <laughs> you need sleep. Sleep is ver- vital for the body to repair. So drinking water, not drinking alcohol, avoiding sugar, but being 80% compliant. And then it, as I got closer to my show, then they, like six weeks out, they start playing so, with your macros. So, so you're working out like every day? Uh, I was working at that time, working out four to six times a week. Okay. And so I did not spend hours in cardio, 30 minutes of cardio, an hour weight training. And then I did functional training, um, which is movement uh, once a week. So I probably put in about, I don't know, maybe 10 hours a week. Yeah. So the whole idea is I fit in, there's a different, there's a bikini, which is uh, your musk, you have muscle, but you're not like defined, like ugh, the Hulk. There's a figure. Those are the women who really put a lot of time and energy in the gym and physique. They don't wear the heels. And those are the three, three types of, um, divisions or fitness for women. And which one? I did bikini. Bikini. Yes. So it's kind of a weird (laughs) question, but I've always wondered why (laughs) does, why do people get such serious spray tans? Does it just define your muscles more? well, I'll tell you. Is, yeah. It, well, not only that. It's just crazy when you see people on those competitions. They're so spray tan. I'm like, Jesus, they're in back right now getting sprayed up probably. <laughs> right? Well, the whole thing is you wash out when you're on stage. I'm very fair. I don't do sun. And You're talking to a, a gi- ginger over I here know. for those that aren't watching on uh, the video. <laughs> I'm Scott, my Scott-Irish French uh, English does not like the sun. So when you're up on stage and you have that like any teeny tiny bikini bejeweled, it you, I don't know, it's like getting your hair done. Your wife could tell you like when her clients walk in the door and they haven't been doing their hair and they get their hair done. Right. Ba-dum. Yeah. So it's, it's part of the, I guess I want to say part of the makeup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I could see it. Yeah, think of it kind of as makeup for your body. Right. And so, yeah, and then there's, what people don't realize is like hours of walking in heels and posing. So you can work a lot in the gym, but if your walk or any of your posing stinks. Right. 
So did you have to like, is it strictly just posing or did you have to talk it or do anything <laughs> else? It's not like Miss America or like, <laughs> what would you no. do for, <laughs> for a candy bar right yeah. now? No, uh, no, it was it, but it really is your personality comes out. I'm, I have a dance background so I can, I'm a ham. Yeah. And then it was really funny to watch people my first one I was like deer in headlights and what the heck I was yeah, doing. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I can't oh, imagine yeah. doing it your first time. <laughs> I was like, huh? And it was a small show and I came in last out of seven and then the second time I I did Vegas and uh, I just did that photo shoot but I like, you couldn't like scrape me off the ceiling and I just had so much more confidence and really knew what I was doing and I came in I think seventh out of 20. Nice. Women 45 and up. Yeah. But that's the thing that I wanted, or I encourage people. It's not about what you do for the short term. It's what you do for the long term. And that's what I learned from my coaches is that mm-hmm. they can just dial in my nutrition for a show. And it's not like restrict, like cutting things. Yeah. Have right? you ever helped anybody to do a show? Has anybody ever no. wanted to do that? Or would you even want to mess with that? No. Like, yeah, yeah, that's I'm probably not the one I, for I'd that. send them to the, the professionals. Yeah. I mean, I could do it, but right. it's not my, my shtick. That's yeah. not my strong suit. But it's it's uh, it's an art form. It's mm-hmm. learning how to work with people's bodies. And one food could work great in another person, and one on another person can make her fluffy. Mm-hmm. So I've I've learned a lot about my own nutrition and also in helping my clients, especially if they're in menopause. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. Right. But yeah, no, but I, I think, again, I what I share with my clients is competing. I had a, oh my gosh, and as an entrepreneur, it really, really got me in that zone. And, and I've been... Uh, challenged with overcoming soft tissue uh, injuries from a car accident that was not my fault and uh, I had whip a pretty bad case of whiplash mm, and I, yeah and I re- I've been recruiting the wrong muscles and so I've had a sh- I can't train like I did right and it's done a on my head yeah and so yeah I don't get that stress out from being an entrepreneur I don't have those outlets and so I've I know I've, I spin it in a positive way, Andrew, knowing that what I'm going through is, is going to help somebody that yeah. I work with. If you share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. No, I've seen that you've been uh, sharing it online more and everything on Facebook and talking about it. And I think, yeah, I think people need to be, don't, shouldn't be afraid to talk more about issues, right. you know, whether it's mental uh, physical, mm-hmm. uh, just putting it out there. If people can be more open about it. Problem is we have all these assholes that, you know, right. take, you know, want to are actually probably dealing with issues themselves, but so they take it out on the people that are actually being open right. about it. But yeah, just with mental health in general and right. all the problems in just the world, you know, mm-hmm. if people could just be more open about it and talk more about it, it seems right. like everybody would be better off. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm probably a little too open with people, <laughs> uh, open book, but I, I think that's, no, I think, I know that's why people like working with me and I've made some mistakes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, being an entrepreneur. And, well, that's how you learn. Right. And I, I, my business, again, has been through different uh cycles. Mm -hmm. And so what I really love about the, especially the clients we have now, our youngest one is 17 and our, our, and our youngest one is 78. Wow. Yeah. So I, what I love about uh, a wide range doesn't matter mm -hmm. your age. Right. So while our delivery system, our four step delivery system, 
on paper is the same for each person it's individualized and customized yeah right and so fitness is just a small part of it we have yoga and we have cardio conditioning but yet we also have one-on-one smart coaching which is based on smart goals sensible measurable attainable realistic and timely so run me through, I'm a woman that comes in there. What's like a, is it, is it like a weekly thing or is it changed all the time? Or is there like a weekly routine for, Oh, that you good do? question. I'm just, I'm just curious, mm-hmm. you know? So we start people off with a 12 week program. I have had some people go, Oh no, I need the year. Oh, love you. Cause you try to get people on a year so you can right. get, yeah. So a tw- it takes 90 to 120 days for people to find out or start to see what their challenges are. True results. Right. And figuring things right. out. And yeah. And so some people, some people, I'm done and other people say, I need, I want to stay. So they'll come in. And so our program is every four to five weeks, depending if there's a holiday, <clears throat> we'll change up the, the routine or the exercise, the exercises. And they're very, they're corrective. They also address uh, individuals who are, have upper cross syndrome people who sit at a desk right (laughs) or drive yeah or look at a phone all day right uh pretty much everybody (laughs) right (laughs) including myself (laughs) i have to i know it's tough and yeah so i'll tie you up (laughs) i'll have to tie you up with a with a yoga strap (laughs) i did with my clients today uh one of my clients walked in she goes straps i go did you not hear it's bondage and discipline day i mean no i mean it's Uh, it's posture day And, uh, so anyway, so how does it work as far as like, do they sign up for Mm -hmm. each classes like through the week or do they have specific days that they come? How's, how do you handle that? Good question. We make them schedule it like a doctor's appointment. So we have a 5, 15, 9 a.m., 1230, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that's pretty much to keep the groups Mm -hmm. smaller, more what you semi-private? Semi-private, you call, yeah. right? And so my trainers are NASM certified trainers, and they're all over forty, <laughs> or no, thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah. And all we've all had something happen to us physically, and so we're not. None of us are experience. Right. We got life experience, and we also have training. Yeah. So our clients pick a time or that they come in. We have some clients that because of life, they'll be like, can I come in at such and such time? Yes, you can, but let's stick to your schedule. Right. So it's about creating that space to make it work. And so we also have evening four thirty, five thirty, six thirty, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then okay. on Tuesday nights, we have yoga with the wonderful Angie Ryan. She is the best nice. yoga trainer in my personal opinion she really is very knowledgeable shout out to angie angie Angie. (laughs) yoga with angie and so she works with our clients on uh tuesday nights and then we have what's called cardio conditioning i I hate calling it hit because then people freak out hit am i gonna be flipping things no so again that's the other thing that we encourage our clients you're not in competition with anybody but yourself Mm -hmm. and so if you, when you come into our studio, you check in just like you would, like if you're at school, put an X. Right. And our client, Jana, she's uh, been with us now ooh, uh, 18 months. She hasn't lost a lot of weight, Andrew. She's gone down um, two pant sizes, two shirt sizes. 
but she's also gotten her self-confidence back. She's yeah. gotten a raise, not only one raise, but two raises. Perfect. People are seeing her in a different way. Yeah. And it's overall more happy, I would imagine. Right. I mean, still two pant sizes. That's a, that's that's a, a big lot. deal. Yeah. And, but one of the things that happened for her this last week, because we get at least two weeks up there on the board, she's like, oh, man, that was the first full week I've had in a long time. And so that is a win. Mm-hmm. And so when you make it about the, the scale, yeah, she would have she would have left us a long time ago, right? Right. Well, it's so. nice. It's nice that they're semi private. Everybody can get kind of attention that way. Mm-hmm. It's not overloaded. Um, right. It seems like there's a lot of team. Everybody kind of helping each other oh, out yeah. and encouraging each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. Well, um, so I know. We, uh, you have some stuff going on right now. There's <laughs> a couple do. of things that, uh, people out there can, uh, can take advantage of for a short period of time still here. Right. Uh, you want to share a couple of those things with, with them? I would love to. <laughs> so right now I decided, well, it started last month. I know some people weren't ready because they were all chowing down or thinking this is, the holidays. I'm just going to eat myself into a gluttonous state, eat and drink. Or maybe they just, you know, have that mindset of, you know, I don't exercise. I don't do anything now. I'm on vacation. So I decided to extend our 50% off our 12 week program. And yes, there is an investment. We are, I'm going to say it flat out. We charge more than a big box gym or program here in town. And once you get in, and you start to see all the things that we do. So the 50% off is to help people get in there and experience right. that right. Um, for an affordable cost and yes. understand why the price is a little bit higher. Right. You're, you're getting one-on-one, one-on-one. And not only that, you're getting mentored, you're being coached, you're being trained, and you're being held accountable. Yeah. And we care if you miss. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it right out. Gyms don't give a bleep if you miss because... Your gym tithing, they yeah. love that because you're not wearing te- wearing down their equipment, right? Right. So they love people who join at the beginning of the year. Just collect the money. Collect the money. Ka-ching, ka-ching. And we are also very, uh, here's here's another thing. People are like, well, I'm just going to go work with a trainer. Well, that's great. But I've heard on the DL from my clients that they've hired trainers at other places and pe- the trainer's like, looking at their phone. Right. They're talking to people. They're not paying attention to them. Yeah. And that we, not that we're on our clients, but we're very concerned about their posture, the way they're formed. Yeah, you're engaged with them, helping them. Right. Write that. Yeah. And I'll say this, my mother-in-law to be, she's awesome. <laughs> she's a spitfire. Yeah. She was working out at some place here in town. I won't say where, but they, the, they had her lifting crazy ass weight over her head. She's 72. I'm not saying she can't do that. Yeah. But the first time she trained it's not with necessary. No. Injure herself. Right. <laughs> right. She Dude, went to go less weight more maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're not even a trainer. And people who were certified were had her lifting 12, two, not one, two, 12 pound weights over her head yeah. where she wasn't even getting full extension. Mm. And one of my trainers like, Karen, what are you doing? <laughs> So that's the thing. It, you want to go where people understand your stage, yeah. your 
fitness level and what you're capable of. And, and that's why you focus on the niche. Mm-hmm. You specialize in one area and right. don't try to, yeah, don't yeah, understand a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, so you got 50% off your 12 week program. Correct. And also, am I correct that uh, people can get on your Facebook and get a free 20, 28 day? Oh, yeah. Detox guide. Detox guide. Now, detox is not like a poo poo cleanse. Right, right. <laughs> or diet. <laughs> right. It's, is it, a, it's like, is it um, like more of a challenge? Or it is. It, okay. It's a detox from your yeah. toxic lifestyle that you're in. Right. And so it's. It's, it's self-monitoring. There's, it's to give you an introduction of how we work with people. Um, I am not a nutritionist. I do not write meal plans for people. However, I can give guidelines. So in that guide, you'll get guidelines mm-hmm. of the foods. We don't believe in no bad, no food is bad. We don't want to get into that because that's when people, like, Ooh, I was so bad. Right. No, you made a choice and there's a consequence. So they get to understand a little bit more about our lifestyle and how we operate. So we've got 50% off Mm -hmm. the 12-week program. You can get on there and get a free 28-day detox guide challenge. Um, And then what do we got here? You were just featured in the Illinois Times. Is that correct? Right. The uh, health and wellness edition. Okay. We're on page 16. How one woman's personal pain has cultivated a tribe of sisters who have each other's back. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening and not watching, is this, a it just came out page? Yeah. Oh no, just one. Okay. No, one big page. Yeah. So, uh, that's awesome. It tells a little bit about our, about our program and the 10 reasons why people fail at setting a goal or hitting a goal. Mm -hmm. We talk a little bit about our system. And what we do and what we offer. And we're actually, Andrew, rolling out some very exciting things that I know no other gym in town does. Perfect. Perfect. Well, that's good. It's, it's always good to have some different options. Do you want to share those or is this a surprise uh, coming up or stay, well. t- stay tuned on Facebook? <laughs> well, it's another addition to our program. Okay. And I'm really, okay. So I have this shoulder injury and so I've been in physical therapy and it's made me aware that I slouch so i've really gotten passionate about people's posture and how that impacts their daily lives so we're implementing a postural portion of our program and i've implemented or i'm incorporating some tools that are going to be diagnostic yeah. where nobody else does these Uh-oh. it's on functional posture is so important too yeah. it's uh i you know i I mean, we have standing desks all over our yeah. uh, studio. And, you know, when I worked at Ace, I would sit at that desk for so long. Right. I could just feel like I, I, I hated it. And mm-hmm. uh, they eventually, you know, we got some standing thing we could do. Right. But when I started my business, I was like, I'm giving every employee mm-hmm. a standing desk. We mm-hmm. have these multiple different chairs you could sit in mm-hmm. if you want to, just to be able to switch it up all day right. long. You know, I, don't, I hate being in one spot for right. too long at the same position. Exactly. And that's something, oh, and so uh, I will give myself a little plug. So also why we're different than any other program here. We look at helping our clients get complete with their environment, their money, their relationships, and their well-being. And so we have a screening type of uh, survey that gives us an idea where we need to focus on helping them get healthy. So environment, that would be definitely one. Yeah, for sure. Desk. And clutter, 
Oh my, I, I'm bad about clutter too because I just get so many papers and I people give know. me stuff and like my desk is always terrible and I always look at it and I'm like, oh, I just need to clean this up and eventually <laughs> I end up just stacking everything somewhere else so I'm just clean on my uh, desk uh-huh. and uh, just to relieve some stress there, I guess, right. from visually when I'm trying to work. Well, that's something that we, again, share with our clients that if if they have clutter in their house, it's related to their weight. Mm. Or their their energy. Yeah. If they're worrying about finances, that's going to zap their ability to lose weight and be healthy. And so we have several other types of um, assessments that we take a look at. What's what's the underlying? What's right. what's the root cause? So you can go and diet and exercise all you want in 2020, but that's so 1980s. If you're ready to really understand. Tackle all the problems. Right. <laughs> Basically, it's like, let's address everything and right. just get everything back on track here. I, I do have to say, I don't, for the record, I do not diagnose. Yeah. I do not uh, claim to know how to fix people, help people. I can't fix things in the past. That's why I have the tools of other, of like counselors in town mm-hmm. that I can uh, direct people to. Yeah. Medical things. That's why I work with a great, and that we talked about that at the end of our article. We send our clients to a balanced life up in Morton. Yeah. And I personally have used them, and they've helped me to balance my hormones after menopause. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then also we work with uh, a Good Gut here in town. Uh, that's a project, a pet project of uh, Dennis Prinkett, who your former employer. Yeah, yeah. And so that's something he's super passionate about. And that's a service that we turn our clients on to. And uh, as well as partnering with a company I've been with for 13 years and use some of their products in my own wellness journey, Isogenics. So I'm just the guide on the side. I give you the tracks to run on how you use that program is really up to you. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. So Coming up on an hour here, is there anything else specific that you would like to share or the people to know? Mm. You could recap one more time. You got the 50% off 12-week program is huge. So, And that goes to the end of the month? End of the month. All right. So we only got uh, about a week left. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anybody wants to take advantage of that? You get a a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. You come in and I ask some questions and... We, I get to determine your level of readiness. I've had people come in and say, I really want to do this program, but I'm like, you're not ready. You're, Talk you're to them, yeah. right. You're, you're going to be wasting your money until you've decide you you're ready for this. It's not going to work. Right. Nothing will work. Okay. And let me see. Uh, Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting married. Ah, yes. It's uh, to my fiance, Brian Hoffick. I met him once. Seems like a good guy. He met, I met him through one of my clients. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> I thought he was a pervy dad on Facebook. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. And then I went back and swipe. Yep. And then That's yeah, what, it wasn't. What's the one? Because no, I did. No. Yeah, not Tinder. Uh, but um, yeah, so he and I will be getting married. That's uh, awesome. Congratulations June, on yeah, that. Yeah, June 25th at 21. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, uh, you asked me that question. Yep. Last question here. What is the hardest part about being a business owner? particularly a small business owner, uh, probably. Uh, well, everybody, when I tell people I own my business, they're like, oh, that's awesome. You must have all the time in the world. I'm yeah. like, I own a job. Right. So that's that's a challenge. And I'm, I'll am i be 52 this next in February. And 
I have to listen to the advice that I'm, or the coaching I'm giving my clients. I can't grind it out like I did in my twenties and thirties, not even my forties, Yeah. nor do I want to. So it's really about, it's tough. Yeah. And honestly, uh, Dan with auto editions, the last person I had on, he, um, it was kind of the same. You never really are on vacation, (laughs) even if you take a vacation. And I told him, yeah, people don't understand that, you know, um, there's problems you got to deal with, especially if you have employees, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? You got to make sure that they have stuff to do. They know what mm-hmm. they need to do. I'm blessed with a couple of great employees that, uh, can keep themselves busy and Absolutely. know the stuff they need to do, but dialing in your process and stuff helps with that. But, um, I mean, especially when I was first getting started, I mean, you can even ask my wife, even now, sometimes I tried to back off a little bit cause we have a kid right? and, uh, and I'm trying to get into work earlier instead of being later. Yeah. But, uh, I would, you know, I'd stay up all night long. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got, I'm about to get this website done. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm about to get it done right now. <laughs> and I would literally stay in, but it was easier too when I had a home office because yeah. I would uh, just be able to go into the room and right. tuck away in there and knock it out. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just like you have stuff, it's on your mind, it's oh, weighing yeah. on you and there's stuff that needs done and. I was just telling her this morning, I'm like, geez, I feel like I can just never be ahead of, it's like I'm always chasing, <laughs> chasing the ball right in front of me here. It's like someone's holding it right in front of right. me on the treadmill. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's invigorating. You, oh, yeah. you get the rewards from the hustle you put in. Right. And uh, I guess it is what it is as a business owner. You hope at some point you don't have to work quite as hard. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I will. I mean, one of the things I had to have a come to Jesus with is... Uh, and I had these people in place, but I had a business consultant who said, you can't afford these people. You have to get rid of them. Yeah. And so I got rid of my assistant and a couple of my trainers. And I just realized I'm, I'm human and I can't grind it out. So while I tell myself I can't afford it, but I can't afford not to grow my business this year. So that's why we hired you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You are (laughs) doing an outstanding job. I also hired a virtual assistant who I'm going to be having a meeting with and she cracks the whip. A cheaper way to do it probably than. Uh, Well, I pay a retainer and they, right. And so the idea is to get me systematized again and clean up my mess again. I'm not like I always say, uh, I'm not really good at the administrator part. I can do it, but it's not my thing. It's not, Fun to do. Right. I'm more the big, big person, yeah. big idea person. But I would say anybody who's thinking about growing a business or having their own business, do your homework. It's because mm-hmm. be uh, ready to work. Yeah. And entrepreneurship is if you don't have the discipline to right. actually go and get it done. Not right. Just, you know, yeah. Mess, and try, you know, oh, mess yeah. around. It's like, which is easy to do. Like when I first got to start sitting at home, mm-hmm. like, Oh, what should, maybe I'll just go watch TV for a little bit. You know <laughs> what I mean? You think about that and you just have to make yourself not do it. Like right. act like it's not even there. Exactly. And, and that, you know, I have rituals and so I love, uh, Brandon Bouchard. So anybody's, uh, who an entrepreneur and you're struggling, he's got, has a high performance or high performers. Take a little bit of his, uh, I like, I like Gabby Bernstein and Mel Robbins. She tells it like it is. But to be an entrepreneur, you really have to be grounded. I have to. I've learned I had to be grounded. If I'm not, then I can't. I can't serve. Yeah. It can't be a a value to anyone, right. including myself. Okay. Well, Janet, uh, thanks for coming on again. Janet Cook with Vivacious per- Personal 
Vivacious Wellness, wellness Personal, personal coaching. coaching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had to get it in the right order there. Uh, again, she has 50% off her 12-week program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get on Facebook or give her a call, and she can hook you up with the free 28-day detox challenge. Right. And free 30-minute uh, strategy, strategy. strategy session. Okay. Not a so, consult. So get in there and see if it'll work for you. Meet her. Uh, give her a chat. And she's great at responding on social media. And like she said, we're helping her with videos. So check yeah. out her videos, tips, uh, all kinds of stuff on there. And uh, yeah. Yeah, well, they we, really, they really, Brian and Holly did a great job on this last one. And, you know, talking about me being 230 pounds, people, I, I will say this. My sister gave me that picture. I threw away all my fat pictures. <laughs> <laughs> my sister said, Here. Dude, does anybody have any of those? I yeah, need I, them. Yeah, That's she fine. gave me one of those. I was like, and then I was like, oh, bless your heart, because no one believes that I used to weigh 230 pounds. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, it was crazy. Battled it and built a business out of it. Yeah. One woman's pain. <laughs> built a tribe. All right. Well, thanks, thanks again for coming on again. This is Inside the Box, and you can check us out on YouTube uh, pretty much anywhere. Facebook. Uh, what do we got? Spotify. Apple. IG. Instagram. <laughs> Have we been putting these on Instagram? No, we have Pinterest? On stories on the movies. <laughs> have we been putting these on Instagram, the TV, IGTV? A little bit. What'd you say? Just to an hour. To an hour. Mm. I think we went over an hour. Oops. It's all I right. have the gift of gab. It's all oh. good. All right. Thanks, thanks again, Andrew. Janet. Yep.